0: Part 1 where two people on a podcast talk about another podcast. Part 2 where two people on a podcast talk about a festival that you were likely not at.
1: <laughs> this is an amazing summation. Fucking now that they have no no nothing else needs to happen in this intro. <laughs> um just kidding. more stuff is going to happen. Yes. All right. So, yeah, this is uh, this is two conversations recorded um a couple months (laughs) apart honestly um but we smushed together because they were uh, shorter conversations and now they're going to be in one episode so the first half of this episode is us talking about um does unconditional love from parents set children up for unrealistic expectations in life uh i make some hyperbolic claims that me and trevor are the best people at code switching and the most sensitive to other people's energies that i've ever known
0: <laughs> and she's not afraid of flickering lights
1: <laughs> this is this is this is whatever whenever i'm being cocky trevor likes to remind me that i'm not even afraid of flickering lights but actually i am guys i kinda of creepy what can i say <laughs> i also I go into talking about how falling in love with Trevor made me believe in concepts that I previously dismissed as ridiculous, such as fate, predestiny, and soulmates, and Trevor ignores this entirely and gets up and walks away, and that's why the podcast ends abruptly and we transition into another podcast. (laughs) Thanks, baby. That
0: was very sweet. (laughs) Thank you very much. I acknowledge you fully. Uh, I hear you. I (laughs) see see you. (laughs) It's
1: true um and then the second half of this podcast is us talking about this awesome hippie festival we just recently went to in thailand called jai tep uh we're doing a lot of podcast promoting because it was uh about a week and a half before the podcast drops uh at this festival we gave out a lot of stickers so i'm hoping we have a bunch of listeners from jai tep and that's why we recorded a, a very long segment for all you guys to welcome you to the occasionally interesting family uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and also feel free to give very kind respectful feedback cri- constructive criticism of uh, if it's really boring to hear us talk about a festival that you weren't at uh, or if that's totally cool and fun cheers cheers Cheer- cheers
0: cheers Juice. Juice.
1: cheers cheers cheers
0: Cheers boy cheers to that mate Occasionally interesting Occasionally interesting. They are occasionally interesting.
1: Hello, governor.
0: Hello, puppet. Puppet it. I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. Why? It means no. What? Do parts of the Caribbean, obviously. Oh of course. Are You eating the rest of that sandwich.
1: You can have it there.
0: No, that's not what I asked. I, did you intend on eating it?
1: I did, but I am I am more than happy to share. This mm-hmm. is me sitting myself on fire for you.
0: <laughs> doesn't need to set herself on fire for me.
1: Um, yeah, that's. we can
0: eat her half of the sandwich. A
1: funny example. Go on, self-esteem, love, parents.
0: So we were we were just listening to a discussion about how a parent's unconditional love for a child may set them up for unrealistic expectations in the future. and that point of view, I was disagreeing with, saying that unconditional love from a parent to a child would instill a sense that a child is loved and worthy of love, and that would leave themselves to love themselves, which would in turn... Give them the confidence to go out there and seek a partner that was worthy of love and able of reciprocating that love and ultimately lead to more healthy relationships, not the opposite as was being proposed or seemingly being proposed.
1: Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I, well, no, I mean, then we, this is a Dax Shepherd, Shepard, um, Armchair Expert podcast. Mm-hmm. He came back and said, you know, he wouldn't do it any other way. He definitely is advocating for, uh, you know loving and affirming his children and just saying that then it is an interesting observation to realize that that's what we go through as adults is trying to find something that unconditional. But yeah, I think ultimately that sounds like a pretty healthy pursuit to me to, to know that you are, are worthy of love because you've experienced that before. And hopefully uh, as a child, having that sense of security and love enabled you to have the have the security to grow into a person who really is, you know, really worthy of that love and, and capable of giving that love back out into the world.
0: Right. I think that the other thing that he mentioned was rather interesting as well. Like, he creates a safe space where his children can be vulnerable inside of his house, but then worries about how, when inevitably they go out and express that same vulnerability, they will experience ridicule and backlash for that vulnerability, exploitation of that vulnerability in a very broad sense. You know, as children, it's getting laughed at Um, as you grow older, you become more accustomed to it, but it can be very traumatizing, those initial experiences of, wow, this was totally acceptable in the setting of my home, but now I have to act completely differently because the same type of vulnerability is working against me rather than for me.
1: Yeah, Trevor and I have talked a lot about the concept of code switching in the past. Um, uh, I, I've i said that I think, <laughs> sorry to anyone else out there who we know, but uh, that I think that Trevor and I are both the two best people at code switching I've ever met. And uh, I think I think that's interesting because we both also have a, a fair amount of confidence and esteem, but um, like that that we're able to kind of seamlessly flow between totally different groups of people. And a lot of times that is putting on a face, not necessarily being disingenuous, but just expressing and filtering different aspects of our personality in order to get along and thrive in that group. Um, I, but, but I think that, well, sorry, the, that thought train was saying that, that i that I've pretty much always stayed vulnerable my 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 whole life and and certainly that that has had some had some negative feedback at a bunch of different times in my life, but it's still always been uh intentional belief uh way of existing in the world even even at times when it was particularly negative feedback like middle school i still i still thought it was the way that I wanted to be and uh, wanted to lead an example so that others could know that they could be themselves and be safe and whatnot.
0: I'd say I probably took a different tack. Um, I definitely was not quite as vulnerable, as outgoing, as extroverted as you. Not um, many people are. No, that's true. but I think I was... I would categorize myself as particularly introverted or shy. Yeah, I
1: would say almost the opposite of me, but with interestingly similar like if you put us both in a in any given situation, I might be a little bit louder about it, but I think we'd both end up like with similar kind of feedback of like, oh, that was like a cool would, chill say, person.
0: Yeah, like I wouldn't sacrifice being genuine for being outgoing. So a lot of times I wind up being shy, whereas you might sacrifice neither.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, but also, you know, we have talked about at times of like, I'm definitely way less shy than you, but there are absolutely times, I think as a result of that not being shy, where I am quieter than you because I'm not shy and I get less uncomfortable with uh, any given social interaction that if... I don't have anything genuine to say, then I'm probably not going to talk for a bit.
0: Yes. That's something that we've, we've talked about, that I've thought a lot, a, a lot about since you mentioned it the first time. and Hopefully I've been practicing to. I don't have anything
1: I would, I'm say, definitely not saying it as any type say. of negative comment. I think that's like a really common thing. And a lot of times it is just a, a way of being really polite, uh, if you're in a, a social interaction where it's really awkward and you're doing the good grace of cutting the tension with words, I think that's often a nice thing to do. But yeah, um, I would say would maybe I'm not it. as nice as you.
0: Thinking about it now, I would say that probably the majority of the time that I do, in fact, do it, it's more so because I'm feeling awkward for the other person, not necessarily myself. Not that right. I feel bad in that space; it's that I don't want the other person to feel bad in that space. So, I as well fill that space with something. Um, which is not the greatest tactic in the world. I think that leads to meaningless small talk a lot of times, which is something that indeed we're trying to avoid here. <laughs> occasionally, interesting.
1: Yes. <laughs> um. Hope man, I gotta, I gotta get rid of. Uh, being fearful of, of certain people listening to this and just, uh, you know, go for that vulnerability and honesty. And and also it's a long shot that the person I'm thinking about right now will ever listen to this uh, in our Kung Fu training. There was one person who was particularly uh, awkward and it was very interesting that that he would often say things and then everybody just kind of let it be silent and hang in the air. And like, I felt bad. <laughs> like, I wanted to do something for him, but at the same time, it was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have anything good to say. It wasn't, wasn't like I was going to have a genuine response that would actually make him feel better, but it was.
0: And what a genuine response that would actually make him feel better help him in the long run if what he's saying is causing that type of awkward sign. You know, I think, having to confront that especially in that setting that's already sort of fostering an internal dialogue of you know slowing down your actions thinking about them being more deliberate and then you know doing those like one-liners or those like and then getting that reaction could spur more growth like and I, i wonder how long i bet he's improved is what i was thinking
1: yeah definitely like
0: i think that based on the their reaction, like at first, I think people are far more willing to sort of... Go along. Yeah, and then after a period of time, it's just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to look the other way and put my head down. And it seemed like they were at that point. And he didn't do it too often enough, I, at least in my opinion, to yeah. really warrant that response from where we came in. But they had known each other far long, longer than we had. Yeah, so.
1: I was mostly interested in the reaction of the group because, yeah, in most social settings, groups over... I don't know, five or eight or something, at least one person is probably going to feel really compelled to to cut in there and not allow it to sit in an awkward space. But that didn't happen. And then I I was wondering, like, oh, is that because this is, like, you know, a more internally advanced and intentional mindful group of exactly that, of being like, all right, this kid probably needs to learn, you know, that that those type of comments aren't going to aren't productive to anybody and so they're not going to warrant a productive response i wonder as do i
0: my my default is apprehension but who knows
1: what do you mean
0: i think it's rare to find people who have that much intention behind their actions
1: you mean the group of being silent yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying it's rare and and there, but this is a group of people whose daily practice for days, weeks, months on end is to cultivate mindfulness and intention. So that's true. So I'd be curious, yeah. So I do think that that probably definitely on average, in general, with this group, that there's going to be a lot more intention behind each and every action.
0: I would also be very impressed if it was instructed like if the group was pulled aside and said listen by master ian ian like listen this is this is you know this is this is how this situation should be handled from here on out and this is why i'd be very impressed he seemed like a very uh deliberate man based on the way that he speaks yeah i very curious to see how we can look into the past and see how their reactions came to what they were.
1: Yeah. Or maybe if we get one of them on for an interview, we can somehow... That's a good point. ...bring that up in a kind way. Or, uh, yeah. I, I mean... Uh,
0: and there definitely were some very thoughtful people there, so I'm not saying it's out of the question at all. Yes. I'm curious.
1: Yeah.
0: you should make sure a point to ask.
1: Yeah. This kind of reminds me of when we were at Gratitude Migration, and there was this one dude who... Uh, I'd say Trevor and I are also, I think, two of the people in the world I've ever met who are, like, most, I don't know, sensitive to other people's energy, that we can, like, straight up, palpably, tangibly feel what comes off of other people in a – or, I mean, maybe other people feel that way and they just don't talk about it as much, but, like, we've talked about that at length, and I know the first time I brought it up to you when we first started really talking that you were, like – wilded out and relieved that (laughs) that somebody else could could express this uh and that it resonated so strongly with your life experiences um but yeah there's this one person at gratitude and i was i was overwhelmed by his energy and it was an interesting exploration to be at a festival that was all about gratitude and mindfulness and uh to To have that been the focus of of a couple days and then be confronted with this person who was just, I think, really, really drunk and otherwise messed up, inebriated, and and I wanted to just get away. And so I did, and Trevor and the rest of the people we were with did not, and they were all kind of hanging around him and trying to make him feel welcome. And then I was really wondering, like, what is the best course of action in situations like that? I, I really enjoyed getting away from him, and I just went, laid down on the beach, like 20 feet away from everybody, and looked up at the stars, and had a had a nice moment, and reflected on stuff like that. Anyway, do you remember that interaction? I do remember that.
0: Um, <clears throat> I think that, yeah, like, sort of radical honesty, I, I need to get the fuck away from you, leave me alone, versus social convention of politeness, I don't... I think that you can also, you, know, you don't have to run away. You can be genuine, but you have to be very genuine in your reaction, which can be almost you know, far, far harder than. Yeah, than almost away always or it's or going
1: just... to warrant a defensive reaction of the person yes. you're talking to.
0: So to do that in a constructive way and in a genuine way that is, takes a lot of finesse. Probably uh, beyond me.
1: No. It's uh, definitely not beyond you. I mean, you yeah. certainly, I think, at least, have those words in your own mind, and maybe it takes it'll take some more practice and cultivation to get them out of you. Opening up my
0: throat chakra. Yeah.
1: Hey, my. That
0: was my attempt at throat
1: singing. How, what did you think about about the concept that that you have that people have neck pain because of their throat chakra and? all the things that they never have said, blocking that. I don't really feel like I'm a particularly unexpressed person, and I have a lot of neck pain, so I don't know.
0: Maybe it's for you, maybe it's saying things you regret saying. No, <laughs> there's I mean, very few of those. I don't think there's like anything. I regret that, yeah, do you? Re-
1: uh, I mean, oh well, again, I guess as we talked about on the first podcast, maybe uh, the few <laughs> when you used to smoke it, weed and then and then regret everything you've ever said. But when you're sober, do you ever regret things that you say?
0: Not normally, no.
1: I mean, sometimes for like, I'll think about something and like face palm a little bit, but there's nothing that I like genuinely regret saying ever. Like just times where I was a little bit embarrassing, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I generally not where I rarely lives.
0: regret anything sober. When you introduce any sort of substance that I either do stuff to regret or regret saying <laughs> stuff that I shouldn't bother regretting at all.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but about the throat chakra and pain associated with saying that's... What was it? saying things that.
1: Not having said things that you wanted to, and that and blo- that they're stuck in your throat and it's blockading the energy.
0: I mean, I think that my intellectual side says that it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. My middle road self says it doesn't really matter because that brings attention to choosing to having intention with what you say and, and and giving yourself the push to say those things, which is a good thing. You know, it it can't hurt to have that perspective. So. Why not adopt it? If it works, it works. that they were like, "Don't question it so much. Look at the results. Yeah, if the results are what you want. Then it doesn't matter if it is backed up by Western science or you know, it works. Totally. Which is sort of where I'm at with it all. It's, Definitely it improves your life. Do it, man.
1: I'm excited to to interview people and ask the the first question that I came up with of what is the most unrealistic thing you believe in. I'm really excited to hear a plethora of answers from people. I think that's going to be a really interesting one.
0: What is the um, most unrealistic thing you believe in?
1: Well, again, I feel like we should kind of...
0: Wait for a whole segment of these? Yeah.
1: No, but I mean, we can answer them and see if... Uh, uh, one of my favorite Richard Bach quotes is, you don't want a million answers as much as you want a few forever questions. And those, the main questions of your life are going to change or the answers to them and everything that they bring up in you are going to change over time as you change over time um it was hmm hmm most unrealistic thing i believe in is probably something along the lines of uh, fate and predestiny and stuff like that like yeah, I mean, but this is what I was starting to say last night, and then didn't finish because you weren't into it. <laughs> um, uh, was that definitely being with you has totally, totally changed, like, made me believe in a lot of stuff that I never believed in before being with you, and and such as, such as fate and predestined things and whatnot, and like soulmates and stuff, like. Uh, Things that I definitely really, really didn't believe in before I knew you. Um, Every time I start talking about how he's my soulmate, he gets up and walks away. This is what happened last night, so I stopped talking. (laughs) He really doesn't want to hear about it. Fine, I'll just tell the podcast about how much I love him and he doesn't need to hear about it. Okay, so meditating a lot (laughs) in the past week. um, And, you know, he was my mantra and all that stuff. And thinking about how... Our life paths have intertwined and crisscrossed at a bunch of different points, and and think, circling back to what started this conversation of about unconditional love and all that stuff. Um, that just kind of feeling like definitely one of my purposes on on Earth and inhabiting this human vessel it was. Exactly to love Trevor that really feels like something that was always going to happen that was meant to happen that that this is
0: God does not play dice with the universe. It's an Einstein quote.
1: Trevor just came back and heard the tail end of
0: that. I heard it all. I was thwarting chewie's attempts at catching chickens
1: and distracting him with cookies instead,
0: yes and a good father would do
1: sort of on this note and sort of on the note that we started the podcast on about unconditional love and whatnot i've been thinking a lot about um well i've sort of i've been i've been thinking about how to how to launch this podcast and how to do marketing for it and whatnot to get it off the ground and in my head through about the last week of meditation i've sort of been writing an article about love and um Kind of the main, the main theme of this article I'm writing in my head that maybe will come to fruition now that I've publicly proclaimed it, um, is 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 writing writing your own love story and kind of being like, yeah.
0: Listen to our podcast. <laughs> what um, I was thinking about this morning was a thing for Earth and Empire, a graphic design thing. We had like a. Sort of architect sketch of like a um, earthship portion, like the outside greenhousey portion that kind of fades into a painting, like a really earthen style painting of a mud brick house of some sort. So it goes through the old new to the old, a very detailed deliberate to a very beautiful earthy.
1: I like that as like, the opening scene to the video series more than a uh, logo. That, yeah, well, yeah. I of, I
0: was thinking of uh, writing content and then what our book would look like. And then what would be the cover for that book. That was actually where I was placing that in my head. But yes.
1: Nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's cool.
0: So probably the wrong place to mention it I've forgotten it. All oh, if I not said it now,
1: <laughs> you know, soulmates writing your own love story. So logos very put on fire. So, it's not good. Whatever comes up naturally on the podcast. Hmm.
0: In a land where hippies dance to EDM music. A girl puts on a fantastic show by the river in the midsummer day. A dome built to house a 3D projector. And a man puts on a one-man, soon-to-become-three-people show at the crack of midnight.
1: All up in midnight's crack. I don't know. That was amazing. Trevor has become the official announcer for the Jai Festival, and that was a preview of his incredible paid voiceover work.
0: It's true. (laughs) Clearly, they're not paying me enough. (laughs)
1: Clearly. Um, So this past weekend, Trevor and I went to a wonderful festival in Thailand. Uh, We've been living in Thailand, but it was our first festival, and it was really, really incredible. I think definitely... Top of the Charts Festival. Yes,
0: it was like a festival, like a, like a, like a, like some of the smaller s- pseudo burns we've gone to. Just everything was made out of bamboo. No, not even everything was made out of bamboo. That's not even accurate. But there were some really cool bamboo structures there, which was a neat addition to festival life.
1: There's some awesome bamboo structures, yeah. and it was really interesting to be at a festival where. Almost every single person there is a world traveler. None of them are, like, really coming from their home country. I mean, there was a decent amount of Thai people there, um, but the majority were definitely travelers, and how that brought such a different atmosphere and, I don't know, socialization to the whole thing. Um, It was an incredibly inclusive environment, and just really wild to see... um, you know, people who we have met maybe one or two times before on our travels randomly or people we're meeting for the very first time, that it was just seamless to start that interaction and then spend some really beautiful time together on an adventure for a few hours or a day. Or... Yeah, it
0: seems it like, seems like people who have been traveling for a while are really good at creating a sort of instantaneous deeper connection than the average Joe you might meet. In their hometown,
1: yeah, because you you gotta. Yeah,
0: because otherwise it would probably be very lonely.
1: And also, yeah, definitely, travelers are put into many more awkward social situations than somebody who's not leaving their comfort bubble. Often, um, a traveler can be exposed to any myriad of difficult situations in an average day. Of if that's something of either like fitting in with that culture or the difficulties of actually you know, getting from one place to another or language barriers. And definitely when it comes to making new friends and connections, you just have to be willing to put yourself out there in a totally different way than being in your hometown.
0: So all that made for a pretty uh, awesome festival experience. There was many times of just, you know, walking to go get food and all of a sudden you just get roped into a conversation on the lawn that winds up lasting two and a half hours about, Everything from everything. everything under the sun I mean it was really just it was an amazing experience sometimes you're walking home at twelve o'clock at night on your way back to your campground and become the stars of a of a of a show randomly
1: <laughs> yeah let's get into that story so this is definitely one of the highlights of the whole festival um, this was on Saturday so day two of the festival it was a long and hot day and We were pretty worn out and all day Trevor had been saying, I just really want to be somewhere where I can be passively entertained, where I could interact if I want to, but...
0: As somebody who's, like, you know, relatively introverted, I often feel that way. Like, I just want to kind of be near other people having a good time (laughs) in a way that I don't necessarily need to...
1: You're not pressured to contribute.
0: Yes, but I can if I, you know, so choose or feel inspired and... That is just what happened this fateful Saturday night,
1: <laughs> yeah, so we had been it was a long day. We did a lot of stuff that day and and spent way too long in the sun on a on a ridiculous journey. but um we had just it was it was nearing the end of the night. Uh, we had just seen a beautiful fire show, and it was I think it was definitely past midnight at this point, and we decided to oh I was like Trevor was asking for you know this passive entertainment and I was like okay well we have a few groups of friends we know where they're camped maybe they're sitting around outside of their campsites having a good conversation so why don't we head back to the campgrounds and see if any of our friends are still out and then on the way back to the campgrounds we saw an illuminated large tent that looked so cozy and inviting there was a
0: its name was home. In fact,
1: indeed, home tent. Home yeah,
0: beckoned us, and beckoned we were.
1: <laughs> we, we, we were literally beckoned. We we went and and peered closer at what was happening, and immediately the man with the microphone said, "Hello, new person. Would you like to come in?"
0: <laughs> so, like, there was like maybe ten or twelve people kind of sitting around on these haystacks, lounging, like all sort of with this one gentleman in the middle of home stage, which was, you know, a relatively small, just covered stage that we're not entirely sure if he just found a microphone and was like, let's do this thing. Or, or this was a scheduled event. I mean, I hope it was a scheduled event cause he was fantastic at what he did. I mean, he really had the, um, I actually, I just
1: posted on the JITAP event page asking if anybody has any information about this man. Oh, <laughs> we
0: should definitely try to get him on. Uh, I would love to have. Yeah,
1: a... do you remember? Was he from? Was he living oh, in God. Vietnam? Or
0: I don't remember.
1: All right. Well, let's just let's get into the story. Hopefully, we find him. That would be great. And if so, we'll update you guys and we'll give yes. him his proper props because, yeah, because we do not know his name. If his
0: stories are not being broadcasted in some medium or another they should be it's impossible to imagine
1: he's not some kind of uh comedian or um he was he just very good at what he did very seamlessly so uh yeah let's tell the story so so we showed up and peered in and the man said you there what's your story or something like that and the guy next to trevor answered um and 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 then he was like no no no, man not you the guy with the flower hat (laughs) And then Trevor stepped aside and shoved me into this hole in the window. Uh, And he was like, ah, like another one in a flower hat. Now you guys got to come up or something. So, uh, of course, obviously I marched right up to the microphone, grabbed the microphone and started talking as I was so instructed.
0: (laughs) I believe those flower hats are on our website and Instagram page if you are curious what our (laughs) flower hat looks like. And it is worth checking out because it is quite a fancy hat.
1: Yes, maybe we're going to look into some uh, some options where we can get that onto our podcast uh, website store, um, hopefully yes. a couple months down the lane, because these hats are awesome, and they, they've, they're they the main things that have made us friends. <laughs> well, so they're <laughs> people, worth checking out. Yeah, people can't resist the, the glory of the flower hat. Um,
0: but I digress.
1: <laughs> so so we, we started talking on this microphone. um to to this man, it's he's having some very witty banter, and we, witty
0: banter indeed.
1: We we let him know that we uh, originally hail from Philadelphia,
0: and he admitted, immediately said something that Jen often says when comparing the Northeast to the rest of the country, <laughs> or specifically <laughs> yeah. the more western. Portions. I've lived in
1: I've lived in the on the West Coast and in the Midwest, and I. After many years away from the Northeast, I returned back there before moving to Thailand and told everyone the reason I was moving back there.
0: Was in part because people in the Northeast, especially in Philadelphia, I think it's notorious for it, are very upfront about the way that they feel about you or what you're doing, and it often can come out very rude. Whereas people more in the West are... La- more subtle about how they might feel about you or what you are doing.
1: I th- in- One of my college professors worded it in the way that I think of often of, uh, in New York, someone will walk up to you and stab you in the face. In LA, they'll give you a hug and stab you in the back. And I think that sums it up really well.
0: And he parroted that by saying a uh, a story about when he first walked into a pizza shop in Philly and the guy was like, the fuck do you want? And he didn't realize until later that the correct response to that is, I want whatever the fuck I feel like or something uh, along So he,
1: he was a bit taken aback. I don't think the first time went well. But then I think he got some street smarts returned to this pizza shop valiant, knowing exactly where he stood and what to do. And as the pizza shop owner said,
0: "What the fuck do you
1: want? <laughs> he replied, <laughs> I want whatever the fuck I feel like. <laughs> and then the pizza shop owner was like alright kid yeah, respect you know your way around the place <laughs> Something
0: he tells it much better which is why we need to get him on the show it was it was just it was perfect because yes. you know if you've ever been perfect to uh, Pat's, Philadelphia. if you don't order the right way they send you to the back of the line or so the sign says never had <laughs> anybody heard of anybody actually having the misfortune of getting up there but it, it you know it's what we're known for um <laughs>
1: Her brotherly love, yeah,
0: right. Anyway. ironic, but I'd rather I'd rather have somebody tell me exactly how they feel about me, even if that is a negative, than to have somebody talk shit behind my back any day. Oh
1: man, I'm, I've been thinking about this a lot lately as we are launching the podcast in a minute um, of being like, "Oh shit, please don't bother reviewing us if you're not going to give us." a nice rating like i'm not i just don't listen to this podcast i mean i feel like in general as a person navigating the world <laughs> so, that i i want honest feedback that. but for this podcast it's like you don't have to interact with us you do not have to listen if That's you're like not into asking this asking the internet stop.
0: to not be the internet
1: yeah um, I, I don't your, your know request, i feel like the podcasting but, hey. community by and large is a decent amount more supportive than the yeah, internet at large. Hear, Definitely yeah. more supportive than, like, YouTube.
0: The, until Generation Z hears the Brando episode.
1: Yeah, t- no, till Generation Z hears any of our episodes, we're constantly, well, kind of shitting on them and also yeah. But saying, just to be
0: fair, I mean, those, those generaliz- generalizations are generalizations, and we know that there's a good bunch in there somewhere.
1: Uh, and by and large, they, I mean, a lot of... We, we were abreast on a lot of these topics, but we... Uh, have gotten really into Jonathan Haidt lately. Uh, we've been listening to him on a bunch of podcasts and read a bit about his books. And he, this is the professor. Um, I was just listening to uh, Joe Rogan experience with Jonathan Haidt. And it was, you, we, we listened to it to him together on um, Armchair Expert. But then he was expanding a lot more on Joe Rogan about how he's a professor at NYU and Back in the day, he used to cater his lesson plans to the average, most reasonable student in the room. And now, since twenty fourteen, since Generation Z has been the people who are at it's university, he now has to cater his lesson plans to the most sensitive person in the room.
0: I feel like since we were like talking about being like, um, I feel like since we were talking about being sensitive to Generation Z, I just want to. Be really ruthless towards Generation Z And just generalize the shit out of them Be like, you guys suck You're ruining the world
1: Yeah, when we were on our hike the other day And I brought this up to you, you were furious
0: Listen, if you want a safe space Go to your fucking bedroom If you want to listen to what the world thinks You can't be offended by every little thing That you don't necessarily agree with You need to stand tall and say, I don't agree with you, sir or madam, and this is why, and that's okay, and they should listen to you and give you the same respect that they deserve in return. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. The festival (laughs) was fantastic.
1: (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. This was a a major diversion. Anyway, so this night at home stage, we became accidental co-hosts of a comedy show uh, I'd like say a variety show because
0: oh, it was fantastic. So yeah, so there, there was there was the, the comedic uh, twang to it, and then as Jen drifted off to slumber, <laughs> we the, the lights cut out. So the festival was, you know, it was coming to, it was wrapping up, it was coming to a close. The not lights the go festival, out. the festival, just the night? No, well, yeah, just the night. We
1: don't think that they, that the people sure. at home stage, like, knew that this, this was not planned, right? Like, this I was just was like, just, oh, the electric yeah. accidentally went out? Or? Yeah, there
0: was nothing planned to be at that stage past that time, so it was just like, that's when <laughs> the lights went out. I, th- I mean, who knows?
1: <laughs> could have been a part of the whole thing. Yeah,
0: it could have well. been a whole elaborate act by this <laughs> nameless gentleman, the the master of the evening
1: the master of ceremonies,
0: the Zoro of Jayatep.
1: <laughs> That's an amazing thing. Um,
0: but so he had, uh, he had, he had elicited a couple of the audience members to come up and sing. So as it was clear that the night was coming to an end, he decided to get all the people from all these different places around the world to sing their rel- relevant bedtime st- lullabies. So we had a, uh, a gentleman sing from that's my bread timer. A gentleman bring sing from Malaysia his bedtime story. He also sang a fantastic song earlier that day about a blue couch. Who mm-hmm. would have thought that a song about a blue couch could be so heartwarming? Um there was a girl from Israel I forget the other ones now. There was a Swedish two Swedish gentlemen. Um and that was how we ended our evening, as Jen was lulled to sleep yeah, I was in lulled my to lap sleep immediately. <laughs> she doesn't remember any of this. But it was magical. It was a it was a fantastic experience. The whole festival was. Our hearts go out to everybody that we encountered that fateful summer weekend. I mean,
1: this is this is winter in Thailand. It was just that hot in fall. Fateful it falls. winter
0: <laughs> It's true. I guess it is technically winter even though it was like 98 degrees.
1: Do you have to pause? Yeah. All right.
0: The bread is in the oven.
1: Good work, baby. Where were we? Uh, Sung us a lullaby. (laughs) Discussing the festival in general. Mm. Um,
0: Shout out to Suzette. It was really nice that she came out. It was lovely to see her
1: go into that i hope suzette listens to this podcast i feel like you guys would like it um man let's just uh i feel like we can never say enough gratitude towards suzette and lewis they are our our fairy godmothers of thailand are
0: and godfathers fairy. <laughs> God-
1: godparents i, I mean i
0: <laughs> wonder how lewis would uh
1: feel about that description yeah i don't
0: think you're a fairy godmother <laughs> I can see him choice. in a tutu
1: and wings, like over top of jeans and a black t shirt. But then, there, <laughs> you know, hey, it could, it could happen. Their their two year old daughter, Riley, is very convincing. I feel like Lewis could, yes. we could see him in a tutu at any moment now. <laughs> wow. um, anyway, yeah, you guys are seriously the best. I don't feel like we could live in Thailand without you, let alone have re upped on another year here. You're just, uh, I really hope that one day, soon even, that that we will be in the position to be the fairy godparents to other Thailand newbies and pay it forward, all of the amazing. And pay generosity it backwards. I would love to be able yeah, to. Of course, and pay it backwards. We want to. Any way in which we can return all the generosity and awesomeness that you have shown us. We got your backs. Um. Anyway, so so that was just a personal a personal message that everyone gets to hear um, but yeah our friends Suzette and her daughter Riley came to the festival and that was pretty funny to be at a festival with with a two year old definitely uh, brought brought a nice new <laughs> dynamic to the whole thing and, and Riley got Riley got into it she was dancing yeah shooting. she was
0: a trooper I, I was I was too hot out there in the sun I, I was <laughs> Struggling and, and
1: Riley food. was like, Bring it on, let's yeah. go see some fire dancers. What up, boy? <laughs>
0: yeah, didn't like the rabbit, but that's understandable. This six <laughs> foot tall rabbit came at me, I think I'd be a little freaked
1: out. That's fair. <laughs> let's just not go into detail on <laughs> in that at all. Let's that just happened. leave it at that. A, a that, that. That occurred.
0: <laughs> festivals in Thailand,
1: festivals in Thailand,
0: rabbits run wild.
1: Um. We gotta give a shout out to Rachel, our, our pal from Nomad Summit, who, uh, we, uh, we yes hung out with a bunch at the festival. And then, well, Such we kept on, energy. we kept on running into each other uh, all throughout the festival and, and hung out on purpose a handful of times. And then on the last day, she came up to us and she was like, I'm not even gonna bother getting contact information or making future plans with you guys because I'm obviously gonna see you again in like two minutes from now because we were just on the same path. And then we never saw her again. <laughs>
0: yes uh but that was yeah it was it was it was lovely spending time with you hope
1: you're listening <laughs> anyway yeah okay i think those are all of our uh, personal shout outs and just in general uh if you're listening Shout-out. we 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 i tried to do a, a lot of uh, podcast promoting at um this festival jaytep and uh yeah, we were. I was handing out stickers and business cards. So I hope that we got a decent amount of listeners. We we from Thai Tap We Thanks talked well. to. And they'll
0: find this all very relevant, and <laughs> they can discuss.
1: The rest of you can plan your trip to Thailand. Yes, uh, we also Next got a year. shout out, Madeline and Zach. We had a lot of drama getting to the festival. We didn't know what was going to happen until the day of because oh we had some God. crazy shit go down with Chewie, the dog. Um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know how you've made it this far and you don't know who Chewy is. So, yes. Like in life in general, not even this podcast. But <laughs> we met yeah,
0: the, the Thailand tourist police recalled.
1: On us. Yeah. We were we were removed from uh Song Tao, which is when like you the say public. That? It's like I picture us I wanna being... make it really dramatic. Okay. We we were put in handcuffs made out of bamboo thrown from the taxi and dragged to the police station no this didn't happen literally at all we were just all kind of chilling in the taxi and then like some nice thai folks approached trevor and was like hey uh yeah we're the tourist police just just could you give us an overview of what's happening here and kind of bc your passport (laughs) that was that was the extent of it yeah but
0: really i mean like so there's a song Tao, which is like an open air uh taxi kind of thing that goes from chiang mai the city that's about three hours away from Pai, where we are in the mountains and we so we had, we had done the research we had talked we had been in communication with the company we knew that this was the policy and the song Tao driver that we had previously we did not bribe when he asked us for money after arriving at our destination in chiang mai and he was like well you can't come and i was like Kind of speak to your manager, and then he was like, then another type person came over and was like, uh, something, something, and I was like, listen, I, I, I'm in contact with the company. The company says that that's not the policy. I, this is, and they, they like disappeared. And like we we're sitting there for like thirty minutes. And we're like, what's happening? Are we gonna go? Like we moved ten feet at one point. We thought we were leaving, and then. These, you know, they were like in plain clothes. It was like hard to tell except for like the small badge on their chest. Like tourist police came over and they're like, so what's going on? And I'll calmly explain the situation. And they said something about they, the driver had made up a lie about the in between the provinces uh, between Chiang Mai and Hong Song, where Pi is. There's a border checkpoint for um, immigration and drug checkpoint, basically. And, and now
1: they just added a new law about yeah. animals and their. And this is, this is the army, reports.
0: mind you. They're not, you know, they don't give a shit about little seven kilo dogs. Poodles, yeah, like they're 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 bigger fish to fry. And the driver had said that they had recently instituted a quarantine checkpoint for pets at this particular except
1: not if you tied your pet yeah. to the top we of like, the roof. But then if right. animals are on the roof, no problem.
0: And they I don't need like, to be quarantined. He's just making up this these bullshit rules to try to justify him not letting us on because I didn't bribe him the last time that he demanded it, which is against the company policy. You know, but And and they were like, Well, you know, we're gonna have to look into it.
1: But they made us get off of the bus. But I
0: do feel vindicated because...
1: Then Trevor was immediately <laughs> like, I will not stand for this. And he got in touch with the company headquarters. We went back to the tourist police.
0: And the company said that they, you know, that it's not their policy for any of their drivers to ask for extra money at the end of the trip and that the dog is allowed and that they will contact the Pi bus station and tell the people there so that there shouldn't be any problems in the future. Transit So I felt like that was a win And just to be clear It wasn't me just like Bitching like a Farang Like I-, I deserve To take my dog It would be a real Detriment to Our lives To not be able to Travel back and forth From Chiang Mai Where our dog sitter is With our aforementioned
1: dog mentioned Suzette and Lewis yes. Our main dog sitters who out, hit, <laughs> Yeah who Like take it would just I mean Chewy. it
0: would Oh my god Like it would It would be Devastating to Not be able to, Like it would It would hinder us In so many ways So it was, I was fighting For a noble cause In my opinion
1: yeah, and also just fighting against corruption and, yeah, and just like, people making up rules because you they weren't get getting to bribed just properly. just charge
0: me 500 extra dollars, 500 extra bucks because you feel like it. Like, that's no, no, no. That's not fair. That's not nice. No.
1: But anyway, but the highlight of this that was in the meantime on this song, Tao, we, uh, we met a, a lovely couple Madeline and Zach uh, who who saw us through this whole drama and they were also on their way to JITEP festival and uh, they were just really lovely folks and they said that they're going to recommend this podcast to all of their friends so friends of Madeline and Zach what up thanks for tuning in
0: and we still want that jug jam
1: yeah yeah jug so, jam. Zach we're waiting it's for that jug jam
0: jug jam
1: Trevor's that'll, been working on it.
0: That'll be my addition.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful, baby. I also have a
0: Batman kazoo now, thanks to Jai Tepp, and oh, yes. that lovely gentleman who...
1: Thank you, Batman kazoo guy. We gave you an occasionally interesting business card, so I hope you check it out. We'll remember you fondly forever, and your kazoo will serve on as your memory. Trevor has uh, licked his finger and put it to the air as if to indicate that this will... Uh, Tell him what the bread is going on And then he ran off to the kitchen Trevor likes to lick his finger and put it to the air In order to determine most things That cannot be determined Whenever I ask Trevor uh, You know what time it is <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll usually put his, lick his <laughs> finger And put it to the air oh. Bevo Bevo
0: Well, I'll tell you when you can't play a kazoo. When you've used it as your drug hiding spot.
1: <laughs> David, now they're all going to know to look in your kazoo. <laughs>
0: Woo! I'll have to learn the occasionally interesting theme song on it. Chewy is very, very confused let's, about what...
1: Let's try. What... Right.
0: <laughs> well, I can't even it's been in my head all day
1: <laughs> occasionally interesting they are occasionally interesting occasionally interesting
0: occasionally
1: interesting i got to hear they are occasionally interesting
0: i'm not feeling the beat right now we need we need the jugs we need the jam we need the kazoo can bring the drug as well
1: you can bring the drugs as well like said no it's
0: tylenol just in case uh yeah
1: yeah that's where we hide our tylenol <laughs> no i actually literally do hide tylenol from trevor all the time it's like the main thing i hide from him listen trevor and i have very different viewpoints on tylenol yeah, this is I mean, not so this is I not a joke. We're literally talking
0: about Tylenol. Inflammation is like a major cause of a lot of disruption in bodily systems, and and the main thing that the main method of action of, of all like those kind of NSAIDs is to decrease inflammation. So when I'm like, you know, my back does kind of hurt, you know, I got feeling a little stiffened. you know, I worked out today, I got a little soreness, you know, I'm like, well, you know, that would all be helped by one Tylenol, and I will sleep like a baby. I see nothing wrong with this.
1: Uh, my perspective is that Trevor is not usually aware of any of his pain until he sees that Tylenol exists in front of his face. And then he's like, I've never needed anything more. But so my subconscious is,
0: And my subconscious will be what is manning the ship while I slumber. So if I can make my subconscious more pleased, then I will slumber more soundly. And I'm right.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. But tune in. Let us know. Let us know who's right. Should you take Tylenol every time you see it, or should you be afraid of building up a tolerance and putting other toxins into your body? Are there any cons to excessively taking Tylenol?
0: In small doses,
1: with great frequency.
0: No, once a day.
1: That's great frequency at most.
0: Just to be clear, there are definitely aspirin and Tylenol regimens that are prescribed to old people with worse livers than I
1: okay <laughs> we got a little bit away from i don't even know where we were um let's mention Liliana, uh one of our favorite oh, yes. performers from JITEP festival she was absolutely incredible um i actually reached out to her hopefully i'm going to be able to insert a clip of her music right now what I'm not chocolate pie makes me wanna be The yeah, cherries on the side when I'm next to you Makes me wanna move, makes me
0: How was that? Oh Tell us God. what you think. She's so go good. to our website.
1: <laughs> yeah, go to occasionallyinteresting.com or check us out on Instagram uh, to let us know how much you love Liliana and the link to her Instagram will be available in our uh, our show notes on our website occasionallyinteresting.com. Uh so we we saw her play at the River Stage, the wonderful stage by the river, the only place where it was cool enough to possibly stand the heat and She was just absolutely incredible. We really hope to get her on the podcast. She had one of the most amazing performer personalities I've ever witnessed. She was just so full of genuine exuberance. It was infectious and adorable.
0: Yes, it was quite intoxicating. She was awesome. The music, the vibe, spot on. Spot on there, champ.
1: (laughs) Way to go, Liliana. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, My right. timer
0: for the bread should be going off Pretty soon I actually turned it off So it won't go off to interrupt our podcast
1: That was very considerate of you darling um, I feel like I we, we we mostly covered this um, Do you you're... want
0: to talk at all about uh, New Zealand guy
1: um, Let's just give a teaser of We met an incredible In our
0: upcoming episode <laughs> on Occasionally Interesting We speak with somebody That we met at Jai Tep, a Our neighbor Turned out to be somebody that we have in fact talked about previously on this podcast, depending on how it actually gets released
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe previously maybe post, post post-ly. <laughs> uh
0: the our neighbor when we we started talking to
1: meaning uh, like uh, the person who had a tent next to ours yes
0: um what well, turned out to be uh, somebody that i I have often quoted or cited uh, in my 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 years. And on this planet.
1: He's going to be on the podcast. Um, yes. We'll give more teasers as it gets closer.
0: Fascinating individual. Fascinating story. It was so wild to first meet him since I really have been. Followed so him. yeah, Yeah. yeah. Follow, like, um,
1: we can't let believe he was be our next to... door neighbor and like a dream podcast guest get. Yes. Um, so stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned. We're not going to give you any more information in that because we want you dripping with intrigue.
0: Dripping.
1: dripping, Moist. <laughs> You're going to be so moist with intrigue, guys. Damp. <laughs> anyway, so it was an amazing festival and experience. and
0: Tepid. Uh,
1: so wonderful to share it with you, Bebo. That was absolutely by far my main highlight. High five. You're the best adventure partner in the entire universe and beyond. Better
0: than Brando? He's a professional.
1: Bebo, don't go mixing shit.
0: He's a professional adventurer. I'm editing this
1: out. <laughs> Why? Just because we just recorded a different intro doesn't mean you can uh, just mix podcasts they, all willy-nilly. The,
0: the, the listeners know what I speak of, How unless this gets released first, and then they'll be clueless. But then we have another episode that you should also be dripping for with Brando.
1: I like that you're just... Um,
0: Is this all getting edited out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I don't like it. Uh, Fine. I don't... I mean... Fine. I I'll go check
0: on my bread. Yeah. Peace out, listeners. <laughs> what? Fine. I'll stay.
1: This is. If you notice, you're, if you ever listen to With any the of bread these burns. podcast episodes, you're going to be like, <laughs> every single time she says anything nice to me, uh, I reject her entirely. I don't respond. I often <laughs> walk away. You set me up
0: perfectly. Said. You are by far the greatest adventure partner that ever was or ever will be a reference that you will get soon as we get further into reading game of thrones.
1: Oh, that's exciting. Thanks for that teaser. I'm, I'm dripping with intrigue now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yes, my dear.
1: Anyway, thank you Trevor for an incredible festival and adventure. And thank you to all the wonderful people we met along the way. And I hope that this wasn't incredibly boring for nobody who was at this festival. I guess, yeah, you can. I know I just said earlier that I don't want negative feedback for this podcast, but, um, you know, I want constructive feedback. I don't fully. Constructive you know.
0: criticism. Just don't be a dick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Please don't. Be mean to me or Z. like tell me that you <laughs> hate me, but if you're like, Hey, I want to listen to this podcast and I want to like it, um, shut the so fuck up about things that only, only happen
0: in Thailand, right?
1: Yeah, maybe don't only talk about uh, your personal experiences at a festival that aren't relatable, um, but I don't know, maybe they are. So, this is uh, we're early on in our podcast career and we, you know, we want to be genuine and talk about the stuff you that we want to talk about. Give us but...
0: five stars and DM us constructive criticism,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly totally thank you babe you said it perfectly well all right bye guys
0: over and out